Welcome to Bite by Bite Nutrition for Life, a broadcast of Purdue University Extension, where we cut through the hype, explore the science behind food and nutrition, and provide practical tips for incorporating healthful strategies into everyday life. Welcome everyone to our brand new podcast, Bite by Bite Nutrition for Life. We are so excited to be here and have a chance to introduce ourselves as we begin this journey together. We are a team of four nutrition educators with Purdue University Cooperative Extension Service based in various parts of this grand Hoosier state. If you are not familiar with Purdue Extension, go ahead and Google us and check out everything that Purdue Extension has to offer. As you heard in the little intro ditty, we are all about clarifying nutrition myths and strengthening your personal knowledge through nutrition science. We want to make sure that you have the facts and the ability to decipher through the overwhelming amount of misinformation floating out there in order to make the best decisions for your health. Because as with most things in life, your approach to health and nutrition is going to be very individualized based on your unique situation, background, culture, likes, wants, and needs, life stage, and more. Since we are going to be talking about nutrition myths and fads, we thought during this introductory episode, we would each share a myth or fad that challenges our ability to educate the public. But first, some introductions with the team. Let's go ahead and start with our backstage production and support teams and give them a round of applause. (laughs) Thank you, Tanya. My name is Abby Sampson, and I am the PR and social media guru for this podcast team. And so with our podcast, you'll be able to follow us um, on Instagram and Facebook um, with our handle of Bite by Bite Nutrition for Life. Um, I work for Purdue Extension in Putnam County as a registered dietitian, and I graduated from Ball State University. Hi, I am am Cheryl Jones. I am the health and human science educator here in Hancock County. Um, I am the planning and guest recruitment uh, for this podcast. And um, I also went to Ball State University and um, am a registered dietitian. And my name is Tanya Short. I am also a health and human sciences educator with Purdue Extension, and I am down in the southwest corner of the state in Knox County. Um, And I graduated from Eastern Illinois University with my bachelor's in dietetics and my master's in public health from St. Louis University um, with a concentration in health education. Tanya, what's their mascot? Do we get to chirp chirp again? No, the mascot is the Billiken. And EIU is the panther, so you can roar, I guess. Roar. Okay. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I'm Monica Nagel. I am uh, the health and human science educator in Montgomery County, and I am Tanya's co-host for this podcast. Um, So you'll see both of our lovely faces on several of these episodes. Um, As the rest of the team has said, many of us are registered dietitians. I also follow along with that. Um, And I have my undergrad from Purdue University, so boiler up. Um, And then I actually went out to Oklahoma to get my master's degree in my um, dietetic internship, where I went to University of Central Oklahoma, where we were the Broncos with an H. So sometimes we say bronchos out there. Uh, (laughs) So as I shared earlier in each episode, we're going to talk about a misconception or common nutrition question that we might get through the course of our work and kind of really work to explore the science behind that topic and dig into why it should matter to you. So now just to have a little fun um, and let us let you get to know us, we're going to play a little game of nutrition fads, a little game of what nutrition fads bug you. 
and why our grand listeners should take heed to these issues. So, do any of my fine teammates want to jump in first? <laughs> There's so many. Where do we start? All right. Well, that, that was actually my problem. So, for all our listeners, we, we kind of tried to narrow it down to one thing we thought we were going to talk about to keep this short and sweet for you. And I probably changed what I was going to talk about about five times. And approximately about 20 minutes ago, I changed it again. So, here's what I landed on. And this was... Um, food marketing and labeling it seems like every single food product in the grocery store has some sort of label claim some sort of marketing claim low fat low carb high protein sea salt this no hormone that no antibiotics grass-fed free-range gluten-free grain-free sugar-free taste-free <laughs> okay but what does all of this mean right um, some of these have definitions some of them have very well-defined definitions some of them are kind of just and like all natural what does all natural mean um, so but here's a couple that I honed in on that I was going to talk about that just really kind of make me roll my eyes every time I'm going down the grocery aisle and that is um, no sugar added on canned fruit canned fruit is nature's sweet tooth right but in case you haven't turned around the food product to actually read the nutrition label you will realize that no sugar added on canned fruit is code word for artificial sweetener added. Why we need to add artificial sweetener to nature's sweet treat, I'm not sure. But as you can tell, that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. So here's my <laughs> advice to you. Buy the one that says packed in juice. Going to get all the goodness, none of the stuff you don't want or need. Another one that always kicks me um, a little bit, and I have to roll my eyes when I see it, is something advertising that it was seasoned with sea salt as if that's somehow significantly different than regular salt. So here's Don't my thing. Don't forget the Himalayan pink salt. <laughs> what? But it's so pretty. <laughs> and that's fine and dandy, right? If you want to pay the extra so you can have pink salt. But if you are um, concerned about salt because your doctor told you to watch your sodium level or maybe you have diabetes or high blood pressure or cardiovascular disease in your family and this is something you need to think about, salt is salt and it all contains the same amount of sodium so don't be fooled or don't be misled into choosing one product over another just because of that so I'm gonna put my teammates on the salt on the spot kind of what's your nutrition what's the nutrition label food label thing that gets you the most when you're in the grocery store my favorite one is plant-based especially when it's on foods that um, we're always plant-based so like pretzels when it's like this pretzel is plant-based I'm pretty sure wheat has always been a plant. I don't think anything has changed there. Yep. <laughs> yep. One that came up to me this week um, was someone said, why, they show me a package of white bread. Why does this white bread say that it's whole grain, whole wheat? How does, how does that work? Well, flip it over and read that ingredients list. And does it start with whole grain? Because that's how you really know. The sticker on the front of the package doesn't really tell you much. I'll be honest, guys. I don't know if I really have a if labels necessarily pet peeve me, or that I can think of like a very specific one. Like I find it annoying all the different labels, but I can't. You guys have like, oh, this specific one, and have something to say, and I'm like, I just think it's there's too many labels, and it confuses people, and it means not what it means, or it's very, like you said, obvious, like. You know, 
if it's a carb, it has carbs, and if it doesn't, if it's not, it's all, you know, it's like saying beef has no carbs or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that was another one actually that I was going to write down. Like when meat says it's high protein, low carb. Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard that was the thing. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right, Cheryl, that all these labels are confusing. And the first thing I always think of is kind of what Tanya said is when it's like free everything, I'm like, so what's in it? So I know that when that happens to me, you'll find me in the grocery store aisle turning it over and looking at that food label to find out what on earth have they, how have they created this if it's free of all those things, one, and what is in it? Well, I think mine goes along, my pet peeve goes along with yours nicely, Tanya. Of um, Mine's all about protein. So I am a... I, I'm a triathlete. I didn't share that in my introduction. So my hobbies um, are swim, biking, and running. And so I'm kind of in the sports world a little bit. And everybody's always trying to get their protein. Um, but those front of package labelings always telling us about protein being in the food, that's my pet peeve. And mainly that we're adding protein to everything. So I recently saw a cookie at the grocery store that had a protein on it. It was a protein cookie and granted that cookie had 24 grams of protein in it, which is, or excuse me, it was 16 grams of protein. It was 24 grams of sugar, uh, 16 grams of protein in it, which is amazing for a cookie because no other cookie I'm sure has that much protein in it, but it had 402 calories and 24 grams of sugar. So is that really where we should be getting our protein from when you can have like what a chicken breast that's a three ounce chicken breast. So I know none of us ever eat only a three ounce chicken breast, <laughs> but if we did, you know, you'd only get uh, less than a hundred calories from that chicken breast and more like 25 grams of protein. So that's always driving me crazy seeing chips, popcorn. Uh, what do they have candy bars too with protein in it? Um, some may call that a protein bar, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bump. <laughs> but, I just, you know, I think protein is very important in the diet and I get it for people who are in sports, but can, can we not let cookies be cookies? <laughs> yeah, I would say that I have seen the new thing with the shakes. People yeah. have their big chocolate shakes and they're like, healthy can be good. And, and they have their, you know, big chocolate shake up or at least it looks chocolate. I don't know what all they're putting into it, but you know, sometimes just getting the nutrients from the original sources and not, uh, some of those, like you said, the cookie, or um, just let it be what it is. Let the shake be a shake. Let the cookie be a cookie. And and when you're getting the protein or other nutrients, you know, go for the true source uh, versus that. I know we're gonna. I know we're gonna have a guest um, kind of talking about the healthy at every size and intuitive eating kind of component. And I think this is kind of an important topic with that. Of you know. We, we seem to think we're not allowed to have cookies, so we need to change it in some way. So we're adding protein to it to be healthy, but you know, let those discretionary foods be discretionary foods and eat them you know, in moderation. We don't need to make them something they're not so that we can eat them more. Cause still at 402 calories, we shouldn't be eating that cookie. That's like <laughs> a meal. Often. That's a small meal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A and I know too meal that replacement. <laughs> yeah. That label too tells us um, that other pet peeve of mine to Tanya's label is that it's also plant-based. So maybe if you're choosing this uh, cookie to get your plant-based proteins instead of animal-based proteins, again, still 24 or 16 grams of protein, but what we could eat some, um, let's say lentils, cause those are a really high source of protein. Um, you can get 18 grams of protein there for only 230 calories. So we're still like half of what that cookie is if we want to eat plant-based proteins. 
So that's one that always gets me. Chips and cookies and all that stuff having protein in it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I can go ahead and throw mine out there. Um, and mine is really just people seeing information. Um, and really, this could go for all fields, not just, you know, nutrition, but uh, seeing something on the internet, seeing an article, and just being like, oh, well, they, there was a research study. It said it ha it's this. The article, the title said, you know, uh, that that's what it is. So that's what it is. And, you know, they don't further read into it. Like, who wrote the article? What's their uh, education? Or where did they get their information from? Uh, what kind of research are they looking at? Um, just kind of digging deep. Are they trying to sell you something? Are they trying to tell you to eat this, to lose a bunch of weight? Um, does it seem too good to be true? Uh, some of those things. But uh, just people taking, I guess, a little bit more time to dig into those claims and and things that are put out there to really uh, determine if it's going to be healthy for you, if it's going to be um, <clears throat> really uh, do what they say it's going to do. Um, but those, that's my pet peeve. But if I read it on Facebook, it's got to be true. Right? If, hey, we're going to be on Facebook. This is true. Yes. I mean, there are reliable sources, obviously, out there on social media, but like Absolutely. you said, we can't just look at the titles. What BuzzFeed, I think, does a great job of that. You know, they got those great clickbait titles to, but I think some people forget to click. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think a lot of people just read the titles and they're really good at kind of taking something and spinning it and making it seem like, oh, eat all the sugar you want and lose all the weight or, you know. And that's not really what the research even showed, uh, but you got to actually click on it and read through the article to figure that out. Yep. That goes really well into my kind of pet peeve that came to mind, which is people um, without credentials or the education giving out nutrition advice. And so um, what we read online, like if we're finding something on an internet source or on a social media page, and we just read it and like you said, Cheryl, take it for the truth that it may or may not be. Um, we need to look and see who that person is that's saying it because um, there's so much value in education and professional development and um, really knowing what you're saying. And so kind of first with that, um, I kind of wanted to hit on like a medical doctor giving nutrition advice. Um, and I went ahead and looked up the statistic. It says on average, um, students only receive about 24 hours of nutrition instruction in medical school. Um, and so that's really, you know, a couple of days worth of nutrition education in medical that school. Like and, one credit hour, maybe? Yep. Not, not too much, um, really, that they are learning specifically about nutrition. And so not to fault any medical um, doctor or practitioner, it's just that they're not provided with that type of, you know, met, um, nutrition education. And so we want to be skeptical and cautious when we're listening to nutrition advice. Um, we want to fact check it with those good internet sources. So maybe um, a social media page isn't the best place to look. Maybe we want to look at something that says, um, you know, .edu, so it's from a university or from a government site. Um, or even something like cooperative extension, like um, through Purdue Extension, everything we do is research-based, and so you should be able to find your way to some good nutrition information. Um, but many medical professionals 
may not give false information on purpose. So, you know, they might just know something that's from 20 or 30 years ago and that's still what they're going off of. Or um, they could just be um, finding something that they found online and they're giving it out. So we really want to um, seek a nutrition professional's advice when it comes to kind of the um, nutrition information that we're looking for. And then there's always Dr. Oz, who just is trying to have entertainment so he doesn't care if he's giving you the real information he just wants to get good ratings <laughs> yes and with dr oz you can take what he's saying and and then go to the internet or go to a medical professional and ask and you know he might be saying the truth well go figure out if he is or isn't and and then go from there but we do need to be really skeptical about just listening to um what people say even friends and family that say well I cut this out of my diet and I lost five pounds, it should work for you. Well, just because it worked for them, you know, it might not even be a good idea for me. Maybe I, I have a medication or I have a, you know, some type of condition that I shouldn't do that. So we do need to be really careful. Yeah, I think that's important with the, you know, all of us are individuals, we're all different. So what works for somebody might not work for us. But I think, Abby, that point about medications or um, just maybe any other chronic disease or something you have, um, you can't just decide to do something that worked for people. That's what those studies are doing. You know, they have certain uh, specifications to their study. And if this past year hasn't taught us anything, I think it's that science changes. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying having some old information. And when you say that, I think about the whole egg, um, you know, p causing problems with our cholesterol and the dietary cholesterol component. Um, that things change. That might have been yeah. true at one point in time, but science changes and we learn. Technology is constantly advancing. Um, so we're yeah. just able to learn more than what we were 20, 30, 80 years ago. Another <laughs> thing with kind of talking about that past education is I wanted to touch on what it means to be a dietitian or a nutritionist. And, you know, really everyone can say they're a nutritionist. And we see this a lot online on social media, but someone might say, you know, I'm a certified nutrition coach, or I have taken this class through the National Sports Academy and I know about nutrition. Um, and so those are definitely, that's better than nothing. But what it is to be a dietitian is not only is it a bachelor's degree, so that's four years of you know, schooling, but then you do have to complete a supervised practice like an internship, which takes uh, around six to 12 months. And then you have to pass a national exam. And even after passing that national exam, you have to maintain um, continuing professional development. And so talking about things kind of going like the egg, you know, going to the wayside however many years ago with that professional development is how we as dietitians stay up to date on things. So science does change and research comes out and things do change. And so with that professional development, that's how we keep our license and make sure that we are giving out the most current and sound advice. Um, say, so. oh, sorry. Go ahead, Cheryl. I was going to say that I think um, what I've learned too is I don't think people understand how many science classes that uh, dietitians take. You know, like they, I don't know what classes they think we take. I don't know if we're just doing, they think we cook all day long um, <laughs> in all our classes. But, uh, 
you know, when I start talking to people and talking about some of the level of science classes that we take and then, you know, the individualized um, nutrition classes that are so based off of science, um, it's, it's just really kind of interesting and people get shocked. They don't, they're like, oh, really? You had to take that. I'm like, yeah, like nutrition, it's your body, it's science, it's, it's anatomy, it's, you know, it's everything. So biochemistry made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a geek. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, there's a lot of social media accounts out there. Um, and I think a lot of the ones that are registered dietitians, you'll typically see an RD at the end of their name. So it could, I'm not on social, I am on social media, but not as an RD. So you could see Monica.RD as my handle, if that were such a thing. I think that happens a lot. But there are other people out there that are reliable sources of, like there's people who have degrees in nutrition, um, but they've just chosen not to go become a registered dietitian. Um, so there are some other reliable sources, but yeah. I think look at everything with skepticism and double, triple check it before you start going and sharing that information is true. Well, always double check with yourself and just kind of ask, does that really make sense? Just be skeptical and question what you're hearing or reading and who's saying it or putting it out there. Yeah. Does it sound too good to be true? I think it's a huge one. You know, People want an easy fix. They want something done fast. You know, they want to be able to eat their cookies and cakes all day long and, you know, and be healthy as can be. Uh, but that's, it's just not realistic. It's just like we can't sit around at our houses and not work all day and have a bunch of money. You know, it's the same thing. So just keeping realistic. You know, I'm kind of disappointed that none of our pet peeves were uh, the whole no or low carbohydrate diets. <sighs> Oh, I thought about it. Like my new thing at my, so I live in a really rural community. So this, if you're in a larger town with larger grocery stores, you've probably already seen these products, but something that just appeared in my grocery store was keto bread. That's like the biggest oxymoron ever, right? I mean, you cannot, it's not like, you can't, if it's a grain based bread, it is not a ketogenic food. So anyways, that's a whole nother talk show for a whole nother episode, right? Um. Don't get any of us started on the keto coffee. Yeah. But if you do have thoughts or comments about that, we would love to help point you in the right direction. And you can reach us again on uh, Facebook and Instagram with the handle Bite by Bite Nutrition for Life. And we look forward to hearing from you, your comments, your thoughts, your pet peeves, your questions so that we can help connect you with the knowledge you need to make those decisions.